Marriage Life in Michigan's podcast, Life Beat. This week we are doing our third episode in our multicultural outreach series. So this is part two of men in the pro-life movement. I hope you enjoy this and keep listening for more. It's so unfortunate that within the pro-life movement, we have to remind those with whom we're speaking that men play an important role in the conversation. Oftentimes we have to call out and invite men to be able to stand up for their pro-life beliefs because the world tells them they have no say over the lives of their children. Today, David Robinson, Joey Toma, and Gerardo Carrillo sit down to share their personal experiences. With a multicultural perspective, they offer insight within their communities, as well as the overall conversation that is so necessary that men are invited and encouraged to stand up and defend the lives of the unborn. Join us today for part two of this episode. If you haven't heard part one yet, please revisit our podcast episodes and be sure to check that out. Thank you. What actions um, do you recommend as far as, you know, really getting the um, pro-life message out there and really sowing that seed, um, though we are going to be rejected, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, worked or maybe didn't work? Um, you know, I know for me that, you know, uh, um, one of the things that as men, um, we have to uh, not disregard uh, women, right? So in order for, you know, I definitely think one of the reasons why, you know, abortion has gotten the way it is, is because, you know, we've um, been socialized, I guess the word will be, to, you know, look at, you know, women as objects. So, you know, they, in a way, uh, men have seen like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's a burden lifted for us. I'm going to let you, you know, we'll take the weaker approach. I'm going to let you make that choice because it's your body, your choice. So I'm going to let you make that choice, kind of putting that responsibility on them. But we can't be making babies and not taking care of them. We can't um, uh, be making babies and, you know, be willing to pay for, you know, abortion. So I know when I, you know, we say a lot of things that, you know, oh, we can say this and say that, um, but actions speak louder than words. So I think, you know, that's definitely one of the top things that we need to um, really take back um, in our individual communities, really as men, you know, taking leadership roles and really being um, responsible and, you know, taking care of kids and not just leaving women out to uh, drop I let them know that, okay, you know, regardless of the ways, because whether you're with them or not, um, you know, that's irrelevant. You know, you made the baby, you lied, you made your bed, now you must lie in it. Um, and so things like that. So, you know, so I'm definitely always interested to hear other, like, you know, what tends to, you know, what tend to be like something that kind of gets people, you know, their eyes opening. I know, like I said, I, I'll use that, you know, is there something that you guys do that kind of, uh, I guess, um, pushes the conversation forward? I mean, yeah, so for me, the, the, the hardest part, the step one is easy. I, you know, we get them to go to, I get them to go to Mensharitha, the Right to Life events at Shenandoah, 
Um, but it's a nice event. You know, you have dinner, you have drinks, you know, we sit at a table with, with your friends. Um, you hear the speech, you hear the, the whole thing and, and you're like, wow, you know, you're right. And then, you know, trying to do the next step and get more involved people, you know, for me, they're always hesitant. Um, and I think that's, that's the battle and, and people are, uh, has, you know, a little hesitant to take that next step. But I, I do have a question for you, David. Um, now in the black community, I know it's close to probably 90, 92% Democrat. Um, is how much does that have play in converting people from pro-choice to pro-life? Because, you know, a lot politics has a lot to do with this. So when people say, oh, that the right is pro-life, and then they say the whole talking points of they're only pro-life until they're born, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, in order to change from pro-choice to pro-life in a lot of ways, you know, you're, you kind of change your party. It's not always true, but for a lot of people, it is true. And in mm -hmm. the black community, it's such a big thing to change party. And it's, it's a, you know, it's such a dominantly, and I think in the Latin community also, but I think more in the black community is so dominated by Democrats that I think that might have something to do with that. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. That's actually a really good question. Um, because I think that's probably almost all to do with it. Because a lot of times, you know, you go to um, someone, uh, male or female in the black community, how do you feel about abortion? And they'll give you the, oh, you know, I'm, it's okay. Um, it's, I'm against it, but I, I don't want you to do it. You're like, I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm against it, but, you know, it's okay if you do it. And I mentioned earlier about, you know, um, so many black legislators, right? Local, federal, and the state. Um, and even going back to the systemic racism argument, um, you know, I think it's by design that they, you know, they use these um, these black legislators to kind of push their message um, for political gain. So I think that's almost all to do with it. Because I honestly believe, and I tell people this, I said if if you know there's a black legislator in a in an inner city um, area, which you know a lot of abortions, that's where most of the abortions take place um, in the black community in these. Uh, um, uh, uh, inner city areas. I said, if you go, if you go into them, and if, and if you, uh, you know, running for office, and if you say, hey, I am, I am pro life, um, and but you are, but I am going to, you know, uh, and you list out things that you're going to do for the community uh, to better the community. They, I don't, I honestly believe they will not. Uh, change like their vote, right? So you go in there as a Democrat and you can say, I'm, I'm pro-life, um, but you know, I'm for this, I'm uh, for, uh, let's see, uh, giving kids uh, school choice, that's another thing, or, um, you know, cleaning up your communities, taking away the gangs. Um, so those things, so I, you know, I honestly, and, and you see an example of that, um, and her name is skipping my mind, it's gonna bother me, um, but she's a legislator in, um, Louisiana, and she is very pro-life, but she's been outspoken. She represents a predominantly Black area, and she is unapologetically um, um, pro-life, but yet she wins, right? And I think that's a perfect example of what I mean by, you know, uh, uh, if, you know, if you are, if you aren't pushing, so if, if a Black legislator isn't pushing so hard for it, you know, I don't think it would necessarily, you know, sway uh, them not to vote for you, right? So if I go before you and, you know, um, and I'll, you know, I'll use school choice again, 
and you know it's school choice is favor is very favorable in the inner city and so you run on that but you say hey i'm very pro-life you know it it, it, uh, it i don't think it will change the fact that oh wow you are school choice um so i think that's a great question and that's definitely been the thing i mean even when i considered myself you know oh you know i'm pro-life but i you know you can do whatever you want um you know and i was working for democrats at the time and you know a lot of it a lot of everything i was saying i didn't even realize that i was just being you know programmed to say these these talking points that i don't even believe in so how like you know it i mean like i mean that is talent right to be able to get someone to literally change their moral compass for your political gain, right? Because a lot of times you see, unfortunately, in these communities, they're not gaining anything from it, right? So it's it's it's, it's self-serving. Yeah, David, I am curious about your opinion on, like in my community, sometimes in political matters, immigration is a big one. So many, I have met people that will see immigration as number one instead of supporting the candidate that is uh, pro-life. So how's on your communities? Is, is there another issue that takes precedence over life? Because I, it, for me, it's, it's very important that in my community, every man and woman supports the pro-life candidate. So how's on your communities? That's actually another another good question. Um, I think that a lot of people now um, are. I guess I, I guess I would say waking up, um, and so they're starting to see like, okay, wow, like both neither parties really represent me um, in the issues, and you know, you hear a lot about you know racial injustice um, and things of that nature. Um, so I think that. Uh, that is probably something that will be good to to the ears as far as like you know speaking out um, against racial injustice. Um, but for me, it's hard to speak out against you know something that is so odd. I'm sorry, it's hard for me to speak out um, you know against something while ignoring the obvious, which is you know the abortion rates. And um, again, I definitely think is racial. Um, so actually, you know, though I. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. I don't, to be honest, I don't know if I can fully answer that. Um, like I said, I know that if you talk to people um, individually, they are definitely school choice. That word though is a trigger. So if you say school choice, they're automatically uh, associated with the right. But, you know, but individually, if you, if you switch the words around and you talk about kids and, and, you know, uh, uh, per, you know, a per, perfect example oh, I want to help get your kid access to a laptop. So while they're, uh, so let's say while they're home during the pandemic, they can learn um, on uh, the uh, on the laptop or, you know, I want you to get have, um, I want to take, you know, your tax dollars and fund the student instead of the state. And so when you use different terminology, um, I definitely think that education is up there because a lot of people in these communities uh, believe, you know, in the 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 quote unquote school to prison pipeline type of um, type of thing, and so kind of giving them the opportunity that quote unquote way out. Um, I think will resonate really well from the for them 
if you word and message properly. I think sometimes we're blinded, right? In the, in, in, in the terms that if there is no life, there's no other rights. So every right starts in the womb. If there's no life, there's no access to education, there's no way to migrate to get a better life. So it's, it's really hard. Um, you know, I know we, we spoke briefly on things that, you know, how we can speak up on life and things that we can do to, uh, you know, push the, the message forward. Um, you know, and I also mentioned about men really taking a stand and, you know, not just making babies and going about uh, and then going about their business and not taking care of them. So what what are some other, uh, I guess, solutions can be to really, really push forward in the uh, pro-life movement and really where men can uh, stand up and really take action in our in our given uh, communities. Like I said, for me, it was it's definitely very much, uh, you know, you really, uh, you know, just really taking a stand and, um, you know, real, uh, not just going out making babies without taking care of them. So, you know, what's, you know, what is, what are some other solutions to that? You know, David, you, you spoke on it earlier. You said, you know, your body, you, 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 you decide what you want to do. Um, I once it was about six months ago, I went and I visited a, it was a pro, it was a pregnancy clinic. Um, it was basically the opposite of Planet Parenthood. They tried getting you to keep the baby, you know, they, they take all donations and they support the mom and baby till the baby is about one, one and a half. Um, and I sat there, I listened to the, I, I got a tour of the place and I listened to their stories and I asked them, um, what percent of, I said, what do you believe percent of the women that come in here are just looking for support? And they said probably about 95. Um, so I firmly believe that the men are pushing the girl they get pregnant to get the abortion when they say it's up to you it's your body you decide what to do um if that answer changed to you know i'm gonna do everything i can to support this baby uh we can make this work i'll be with you i'll do anything that you know we have to do as a family if that answer changed from that if those if that became your answer instead of your you know it's your body you decide what to do if you want to get an abortion i'll support you you know, I think we would see about 10 times less abortions, um, honestly. And um, another thing in the Chaldean community, we push so much on, you know, you can't have kids until you're married. Um, it's, 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 it's talked, we talk to this, we start saying this at such a young age. And if we do see someone have a baby, you know, before marriage, our brothers, our dads talk down on them so bad that when, and they hear these things in the back of their head, when they do get pregnant, they don't want to be that disgrace. They don't want to be, you know, make their family look bad. So again, you know, we are pushing them to the abortion clinic by the things we say, by the things we do, by the way we talk about other people that, hey, they made a mistake of, you know, having sex before marriage, yes, but they had a beautiful thing and they're keeping the baby and they made it work. Um, I think that that is, we need to add to, you know, although you shouldn't have a baby before you're married, just so you know, if you do, 
you know, we're here for you. We're going to take care of it, you know, so you can still go to school and finish off your life and do what you got to do for yourself. And, you know, we'll support you in every way possible. So it, it is a great thing what we say beforehand, but at the same time, there needs to be a but there so we can support them. I like that part, Joey, the, the support part and, and men need to learn how to listen and, and how to respond, not in and delegating that responsibility, but actually being responsible for and supportive of, of those decisions because it, it involves the life of a different person. You're not deciding for yourself. The other thing that we can do is uh, like open our eyes so be sensitive and and what you did going to that clinic i think that helps and hearing the stories and getting ourselves sensitive to um, the problems out there that that deal that that have to do with abortion that helps as well too but it it all starts with with learning the the, the problems that are, that are around abortion so learning and being supportive of each other and learning how to to listen and how to uh, provide advice and i think that helps as well but i um another thing uh is i, I believe adoption needs to be you know talked about more in all of our communities um but i also think to a point that you know the masculine way of thinking is i want to have my own kids um And if we opened up more and talked more about adoption and how beautiful it is, that changes the whole dilemma, the whole circle of life. You know, so when these people get pregnant, they they know that there's another option of adoption because this, you know, their brother or their cousin, they adopted and it's a beautiful thing. I think that I firmly believe that if the male of the marriage is more in most times would rather have one of their own than, than a, to adopt. And as Christians, you know, I, adoption and, and giving these kids a, a home is, is very important to our faith. Um, I personally would love to be in the position where I am able to do it. I, I would always be open to it, but it's, it's not an easy thing. And I wish more of us can consider it. And uh, that, that would change everything. Um, It just gives them an option when they see adoption. It, it's it's more than when it's just talked about. I think that's a good, very good point. Um, and you know, I know a couple of buddies of mine. Uh, we met at a conference a couple of years ago. Um, they uh, uh, are founders of an organization called Let Them Live, and you know they you know they offer those services, right? So everything that you know, the arguments that you hear from. Um, abortionists and pro-abortion um, uh, crowd, uh, they have, they actually have a solution to it, you know, to the point where they'll, li they'll, they'll literally drive to another state um, in order to babysit a child. Um, and so, and I think if more of us begin to ad adopt, adopt that type of mindset, um, you know, um, and I use the word adopt here but I mean it's perfect um that you mentioned that um because it's you know really adopting that mindset of okay you know we uh you know making uh adoption a thing um again offering services um uh you know 
something that I, on a positive note, um, that I am seeing, I am seeing more um, men being involved, but also I'm seeing a shift. I'm seeing a shift because I think the good that is coming out of uh, legislation going so far left um, in, in regards to abortions and access to abortions um, is that it's making people kind of wake up like, okay, well, wait a minute. Why are you going so far? What is it about this that you are, you know, um, um, so adamant about, you know, increasing, right? And when you get closer to that nine months, um, um, and unfortunately even, you know, uh, surviving um, abortions and things like that, but abortion attempts, excuse me, you, you know, you people are like, okay, wait a minute. And I think, I think people are starting to ask questions and, you know, so that being said, um, you know, like I do, I do see that shift. What is it like in that specific shift without sounding redundant, because I know we did talk a lot about, you know, things that men can do personally, but, you know, specific to those people who are saying, okay, something ain't right, but I'm not at the comfort zone to really go forth and to really speak up, um, against it what can what can we do as people who are a lot more bold and a lot more vocal about a life what can we do to help kind of aid that kind of you know and I think that'll be a good way to wrap this conversation up regarding like you know to kind of galvanize those groups of people where okay I know this is something this is wrong but where do I even begin because I'm one you know they just aren't comfortable with confrontation um because you know if you're gonna fight for life you have to be able to um uh confront things you don't have to be mean you don't have to be nasty don't have to be violent but you know it it, it involves confrontation and you just can't escape it so you know what what is what are some things that you think that can kind of help galvanize that group of men you know the the first thing i'll say without even getting political or debate to, to people be before they even get to that political point is change your conversation. Change the way you talk about women. Stop talking down to women. You know, how many times do we hear, oh, that she has three kids, three different baby daddies? I mean, cool. So what are the other options so that you don't talk bad about this girl? She should have had two abortions so you can say she has one baby by one one dad. You know, it's the way that we talk and the way that and when people are listening to us, especially if they look up to us, and I think the three of us here that we have people that look up to us. Um, so if 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 you, somebody looks up to you and you they hear you talk like this, it, you're you know we got to change that. We got to change the way we talk, to change the way we speak, change the way you know we got to show respect. And every person's situation is different. Um, now to to go a step further, it it does get hard. You can't be afraid of um heated debates uh, but at the same time you got to keep them um cordial um so that they can see that hey the the other side isn't as crazy as you know fox news or cnn says they are um they're just like us maybe i lean left maybe they lean right you know 95 percent of the population isn't far right isn't far left on these on this topic or on any topic and people don't realize that they only go on social networking and they see the extremes and they think that's what uh, the majority of people are. But 
and I, I always like to challenge someone that's left and I tell them, let's keep this calm. Let's, you know, at the end of the day, we're still friends. And, um, and those are my fun topics of conversation. I, I like the challenge. I like to hear their point of view. And you always learn when you, when you have a nice friendly debate. Um, even if you're totally against what they're saying, you're, you're learning what they're doing. You're learning why they think the way they think. And then you have a better aspect of what needs to be changed. That's good. You know, even like, uh, and I'm sorry, Gerardo, I do want, I just want to add this one thing in before uh, you, into, uh, before uh, you give in, because I think that was really important that what Joey said regarding, um, you know, making it approachable, right? You know, how do we get the, those group of men who knows is wrong, want to say something, but don't know how to say something. Um, and the, the number, the number one step to that should definitely be being approachable. Um, and so I think that's, uh, uh that's awesome um and even like connecting them um and other men hey you know I'm, I'm doing an event um or i'm getting ready to attend an event you should come out with me um and letting them and again this is also to your point um joey that you know kind of showing them like hey we're regular people we're not nutcases we just really really rock hard for the life of the onboard oh uh, sorry gerardo i know i didn't i didn't i, I didn't want to cut you off but you know i thought that was a really good point that i wanted to point out yeah, joey sure. said it's great and i hate i think joey uh, said something very important so it's about respect and you pointed out as well in buying and uh, being open to saying yes to those invitations because it might plant a seed and uh, it's up to us to keep inviting and keep inviting and someone will say yes and then we'll be we will be more men standing for life so that's my hope more men more old men standing for life fighting for it absolutely man well it's been such a pleasure uh speaking with you guys and having this much needed conversation um i look forward to connecting with you guys offline as well and you know um and maybe we, in the near future we can work on something in our individual communities where we can come together um and do something together so i really uh, appreciate uh hearing hearing from you guys any any last thoughts or anything like that keep fighting for life guys yes <laughs> that's right that's right all right it's been a pleasure god bless you all thank you all all right bye-bye and that wraps up part two of men in the pro-life movement episode from our multicultural outreach series Thank you for joining and stay tuned for next month when we have our fourth episode in this series. I hope you all have a great weekend and thank you for listening.